Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is December 25th, and our reading comes from Revelation chapter 16. Before we jump into our reading today, let me just say to everybody, Merry Christmas. So glad that you're with me. And Christ, the Savior, is born. Man, what good news, right? Jesus came. We've been reading for the last couple of days, and we're going to read again today about the tribulation period and about God's judgment. But Christmas is the celebration of the birth of Jesus, the one who came to rescue us from judgment, to rescue us from sin, to rescue us from hell, to invite us into God's family, to be his children, and to worship him and to celebrate him now and for all eternity. So Merry Christmas, and I hope you just have a great day. I hope you and your family enjoy some time together and enjoy reflecting together on the person of Jesus and all that he came to give all of us. Well, Revelation chapter 16, beginning in verse 1, John says this, Then I heard a mighty voice from the temple say to the seven angels, Go your way and pour out on the earth the seven bowls containing God's wrath. So we've already had the seven seal judgments, and then we had the seven trumpet judgments, and now we have the seven bowl judgments, which are the most severe, but the final judgments, the final outpouring of God's wrath. All of this is happening in the tribulation period. So we're getting to the end of the tribulation, the climax of the tribulation, where Jesus will defeat his enemies and establish his kingdom. So we're marching to that. All right, verse two. So the first angel left the temple and poured out his bowl on the earth and horrible malignant sores broke out on everyone who had the mark of the beast and who worshiped his stature. So the only person being persecuted, suffering, judged in this moment are those who were worshiping the Antichrist, who are worshiping his image, who have taken his mark, and in doing so, they have rebelled against Jesus. So they're experiencing this this wrath. Verse 3, then the second angel poured out his bowl on the sea, and it became like the blood of a corpse, and everything in the sea died. Then the third angel poured out his bowl on the rivers in spring, and they became blood. And I heard the angel who had authority over all the water saying, listen to what he says, you are just, O holy one, who is and who always was because you have sent these judgments. His judgment is always just and good and right and holy. Verse 6, since they, the people experiencing judgment, shed the blood of your holy people and your prophets. And for thousands of years, we have to remember, for thousands of years, God has sent prophets and then he sent his son. And for the last 2,000 years, the church around the world has proclaimed the gospel. And then when the tribulation begins, you remember, he sent an angel to declare the good news. And yet, They refused to repent. Not only that, they killed the prophets, they crucified Jesus, and they persecute the church. And so the angel says, you are just, O God, when you pour out your wrath and judgment upon their rebellion. Verse 7, and I heard a voice from the altar saying, yes, O Lord. 
God, the Almighty, your judgments are true and just. And one day when we get to heaven again, we touched on this yesterday, but let me just say it again. One day when we get to heaven and we understand all, we see in full, we will know, we will be convinced, we will celebrate, we will rest in the justice of God. We will see that all that he did, even in judgment, was just and fair and good and right and noble, and we will worship God for it. Verse 8, Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun, causing it to scorch everyone with its fire. Everyone was burned by this blast of heat, and they cursed the name of God, who had control over all these plagues. They did not repent of their sins and turn to God and give him glory. Isn't that amazing? So during the tribulation, Jesus returns in power and glory for all to see. And yet, Rather than repenting, rather than turning away from sin, rebellion, independence, and turning to Jesus and declaring him their king, they refuse to do that. See, sin at its essence is independence. Sin is me saying, I want to be king of my own kingdom. I am not coming under your rule and authority. So they refuse to repent. So despite what's happening in the tribulation, Despite what is obvious as the nose on their face, they curse God, they refuse to repent, and so they continue to experience judgment. Because one of the things that we've seen in the tribulation is there's a bunch of people who turn to Christ during the tribulation and are saved. But these people refuse to turn, refuse to repent, and they continue to experience God's wrath. Why? Because God's wrath and judgment is always an attempt to get us to see and to turn back to God. He's really trying to rescue us. It's an act of his love in order to turn us back to him, but they refuse to turn. Verse 10, then the fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast and his kingdom was plunged into darkness. His subjects ground their teeth in anguish and they cursed the God of heaven for their pains and sore. So they know God is pouring out judgment, but rather than humbling themselves and repenting, they're cursing God. They did not repent of their evil deeds and turn to God, verse 11 says. Verse 12, then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great Euphrates river. And it dried up so that the kings from the east could march their armies toward the west without hindrance. So all the kings of the east, they're going to gather together and they're going to go to war against Jesus and his saints. Verse 13, and I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs leap from the mouths of the dragon, the beast, and the false prophet. And remember, that's the evil trinity. So God is Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and the devil always tries to imitate what God does. Well, the evil Trinity is the dragon, that's Satan, the beast, that's the Antichrist, and the false prophet. So you've got the dragon, the beast, and the Antichrist who are working demonically to deceive the nations and gather them to war, to battle against Christ and his saints. Verse 15, look. I come as unexpectedly as a thief. Blessed are all who are watching for me, who keep their clothing ready so they will not have to walk around naked and ashamed. 
And so verse 16, the demonic spirits gathered all the rulers and their armies to a place with the Hebrew name Armageddon. So this is the battle of Armageddon. All the kingdoms of the world who are worshiping the beast, the Antichrist, who have taken his mark, who are being influenced by these demonic spirits and Satan himself, they gather to fight against Christ. Well, then the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air. And a mighty shout came from the throne in the temple saying, it is finished. And what that means is God's wrath has been poured out. So we've had the seals, we've had the trumpet, now the seven bold judgments, and that's the end of God's judgment on the earth. Then the thunder crashed and rolled and lightning flashed and a great earthquake struck. The worst since people were placed on the earth and the great city of Babylon split into three sections and the cities of many nations fell into heaps of rubble. So God remembered all of Babylon's sins and made her drink the cup that was filled with the wine of his fierce wrath and every island disappeared and all the mountains were leveled and there was a terrible hailstorm and hailstones weighing as much as 75 pounds fell from the sky onto people below and they cursed God. They didn't worship They continued to curse God because of the terrible plague of the hailstone. You know, one of the things that just really stands out as we're reading through these judgments is that there is no God like our God. And Satan and the Antichrist and the false prophets, they will deceive the nations to rise up against Jesus. But as we will see, he is up to the task. Our God reigns. And I just want you to reflect today. It's Christmas Day. As we reflect on the birth of Jesus and the salvation that he brought into the world, let's just remember Jesus came so that we could be invited into his family, so that we could be his sons and daughters, so that we could be heirs to his kingdom, so that we could receive his blessing and live in paradise with him forever and ever and ever. So we choose to repent, to turn away from sin and independence, and to turn to Christ in faith. We declare that the one who came and entered into this world as a little baby is our Savior and our King, and we worship Him. We love Him. We bless you today, Jesus, in Jesus' name. Isn't that good? Man, I hope that encourages you, and I hope you and your family have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas celebration today. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray that as we celebrate Christmas, that our hearts would be filled with wonder and worship, adoration, delight, pleasure, at the glory of our God, the generosity and the grace of our God seen in the face of an infant boy. God, we're so grateful for Jesus and fill our hearts today with worship. Help us to enjoy our families as we celebrate all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. I hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.